The saying says, cometh the hour, cometh the man. But what if the hour cometh, and the wrong man cometh with it? Now, I'm about to tell you a story that will almost certainly see me removed permanently from the Christmas card list of at least a few people. But hey, we've come this far. In for a penny, in for a pound, right? Before I begin today's tale of woe, I would like you all to fix two things in your mind. I'd like you to remember that EGM stands for Extraordinary General Meeting, and I'd like you to remember the name Gary Bishop. Both of those things are going to be a, uh, going to be relevant a little bit later in this story. So, about a decade ago, when I was still the press officer for the National Federation of Demolition Contractors, the NFDC called an Extraordinary General Meeting, EGM, for one of the first times in the Federation's then 70-year history. That EGM was held at the JCB World Headquarters up in Utoxita, and it was held to address what I described at the time as member apathy. There was a feeling among the officer ranks that not enough people were attending regional and national meetings, that too many NFDC members only wanted the badge on their website but were unwilling to actually play an active role. Now, fast forward about seven years from then, and the NFDC held another extraordinary general meeting. On that occasion, the EGM was held in Birmingham. I wasn't invited to that one. In fact, members were actually warned against speaking to me about the meeting because, well, you know, I'm a journalist and I report facts. Uh, that EGM was held with the express intention of ousting the then incumbent president, Paul Brown. It proved unsuccessful, as Paul Brown had a lot more support than some had realised, but the knives were unquestionably out. And much like the survivors in the Final Destination movies, the end for Paul Brown was inevitable. A few months later, he was removed from his post in a, matter, in a manner befitting neither the Office of President nor the Federation itself. Now, the obvious link here is that if a few poorly attended meetings and a president who was a bit too strict talking for some people's tastes were enough to trigger an EGM, you might have thought that a huge and growing collusion crisis would have triggered another. Apparently not. Well, not yet, at least. But there is another unseen link that binds together those two previous EGMs. The incumbent president at the time of the first EGM was Gary Bishop. In my head, at least, uh, his presidency is memorable only because he, was, he held an EGM to address member apathy. But keep that name in mind. The ugly and unnecessary ousting of Paul Brown as president had far-reaching consequences that those at the NFDC top table had failed to predict. Having failed to oust him through a member vote, they ultimately forced him out because for a very brief period, he wasn't employed by an NFDC member. But that had a knock-on effect. Next in line for the presidency of the NFDC, through the usual rules of succession, was Martin O'Donnell of KDC Contractors, an honourable man who would have been made an absolutely top-notch president. But just as it appeared that Martin O'Donnell would be next in line as NFDC president, KDC Contractors was acquired by waste management giant Veolia, which then meant, like Paul Brown before him, Martin O'Donnell was not employed by an NFDC member. Martin O'Donnell stepped aside in a manner that says much for the dignity of a man who was robbed of the NFDC presidency that he so richly deserved by nothing more than happenstance and a lack of foresight. He was, in my opinion at least, the most presidential president the NFDC never had. And his departure 
left a void. So, after uh, past president David Keane returned for a short time to steady the ship, the immediate past president, Holly Price, took over the hot seat before handing over the reins to the current president, William Crooks. Now, I realise all this sounds like a particularly complex family tree, but I promise that there is a point to all of this. Having limited the reign of one thoroughly deserving president and having swerved a second equally deserving president entirely in the past few years, we now find ourselves roughly 10 months away from the arrival of a new president. That new president will likely inherit the very worst of the CMA shitstorm that has only just made landfall. By the time that new president as the chains of office are placed around his neck, we will know the level of fines imposed by the CMA. We will probably know the thoughts of Build UK and the CITB on the whole sorry business. We will have felt the backlash from those clients impacted directly uh, by the bid rigging and from those that will be seeking to avoid a similar fate. And we will likely know the names of any individuals that have received director bans. So when all of that comes home to roost, who is next in line? Who will be that new president? Yep, you guessed it. Gary Bishop. The same Gary Bishop that presided over the NFDC's worst period of member apathy. The same Gary Bishop who was the subject of a poison pen letter campaign calling for his resignation back in March last year. And just as an aside, while I'm, I am actually tired of saying it, no. I didn't write the letter. I don't need the protection of an anonymous letter written partially in Latin. I will tell you right here, to your face, I served as a press officer for under four NFDC presidents. In my opinion, Gary Bishop was the worst by a considerable distance. And from all I heard, he was no better during his presidency of the IDE either. So, when William Crook's tenure comes to an end... What the NFDC will need is a president with the ability to unite members and to engage with them. Instead, it appears to be headed for a president that has already been the target of one ousting campaign, a man who failed to engage the Federation membership before and will likely do so again. What the NFDC needs even more desperately is a president with fresh ideas and a fresh perspective. What they look set to get is a second time around president who brings with him more than a decade of baggage and intellectual intransigence. Anybody else think we might be about to have another EGM? We shall see.